This is Triple M Summer Breakfast with Ed Cavalier and Lawrence Mooney. Out Santa Santa this Christmas with an amazing experience from redballoon.com.au. Top of the morning to you, yes, Triple M Summer Breakfast. Myself, Ed Cavalier, uh, to my left, Lawrence Moon, man, Mooney Moon, good to see you. It's very good to be here, and it seems like only a year ago that we were <laughs> filling in on Triple M Summer Breakfast. Yes, it is. Things have changed. You are you're a man who is is happier and lighter and brighter. Not that you weren't happy previously, but I think that marriage has impacted on you positively. Yes, since we last spoke, uh, I have gotten married. Yes, can I tell? And I've been saying this for a long time. Mail order works. For those of you worrying mm. about it and getting the emails back and sending across money across the waves, it works. So you make light of your marriage situation, but what I think it's done to you is take that fear and risk that your beautiful partner will just dump you and walk away. But now she can't. She's trapped. Yeah, she's trapped. You've and got that's her. trapped. Like in a w- bug catcher. <laughs> that's what marriage is. Gotcha. <laughs> this morning. Hello, Rosie, to you. Rosie, of course, will be with us. Good morning. Uh, doing everything. Hey, Rosie. Nice to be back with you again. It is lovely to have you with us, Rosie. Thank and you. this morning, plenty on. We'll be answering the age-old question, what does Jackie Lambie want for Christmas? The details coming up shortly. <laughs> also, there's been a tweet, Lawrence Mooney. There's been a tweet about you which has come through. Mm-hmm. Apparent. Uh, well, I've got to say, I know the, the nature of the tweet uh, and uh, it's false accusations. Mm. All I'll say is this, Rosie, the tweet, the, the time of the tweet mm. was 12.06 a.m., i.e. Mid- midnight. Okay. There's yeah. always interesting. Let, yes. let's, let's get it out there. There's allegations in the tweet that mm. I punched a cab and <laughs> abused some people. I was seen by a witness. No. Number and, I, and I want to spring to my own defence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's coming up as well. And also people calling for the end of sitting on Santa's lap. Oh. Child safety advocates are calling for it. I'm, I don't think I was ever going to be one of those people that said this, but I think it's political correctness gone mad. I saw Jet actually support the Rolling Stones 10 years ago when they were on another tour. They were still old then. Who were? <laughs> the Rolling Stones. I went back and watched a... You know, when they were recently here, Rosie, you saw on my nose. Yes. I didn't get to go to the gig, but I went back and I did a thought experiment where I watched oh, yeah. the same song, but on YouTube now you can do any year that you want. So I watched um, Jumping Jack Flash from 1974 and then 1994 mm. and now this one because there was a Tokyo concert from 1994 that you could watch it. And the only difference, Mick doesn't sing the high, high notes. Yeah. And the that's backing the thing. people do a lot of the high bits yeah. and they do everything else. They are... He has not changed his waist size. No. Every year I'm going up a waist size now into my 30s. He's the same Skinny. waist size. His head looks more like a paper bag as the decades <laughs> go past and more wrinkly. And what colour hair is that? Because you're often accused of dyeing your hair. Lawrence, you're Which how, I don't. You're in your 40s. You don't have any grey hair. And well, I do on the side there. Yeah, a little but bit. Main, I've got more than you and I'm in my 30s. Yeah, You're so I'm not You're often accused grain. of dyeing your hair because your hair is an odd sort of brown. But why is it... Mouse brown, I think it is. Oh, yeah, that's a girl's colour, mousy brown. Mm, I'm a girl, really. I'm, I'm very in touch with my feminine <laughs> side, so I've got mouse brown. Point being, why can't they come up with, a, with, a, with all the money in the world, mm-hmm. with Mick Jagger, I'm looking at you, Paul McCartney, why can't they put Silvio Berlusconi, why can't they come up with... A brown that actually looks like hair colour. Because when mm. they stand in the sun, you can just see straight through it. That's too. what I'm saying. It's terrible. It looks like Ovaltine. <laughs> yeah. It's like someone painted them with Ovaltine and got Milo. a bit of Maxwell House in your hair. Second before they went out there. <laughs> Should not dye your hair if you're a bloke. Who are Oh, that's interesting. Who are we? Who are these two idiots banging on about hair colour? How dare they be on my on my airwaves that's over right. summer? 
I, I want to listen to the the normal people. But they've gone on holiday, <laughs> the normal, so they've <laughs> the normal people. They've gone on holiday, so they've got us in. And if people don't know who you are, Ed, mm. uh, because there's only one Ed in Australian showbiz. Well, there's Ed McGuire, <laughs> yes, and then there's Ed Phillips, and yeah. then there's you, <laughs> laughing Ed Phillips. <laughs> so I've uh, I've done a bit of a bio and a bit okay. of an intro to tell people exactly who you are. You probably don't know the name Ed Cavalier. Why would you? He started his career driving promotional vehicles for Triple M, a position he probably should have stayed in. He was the host of the lead balloon that was TV Burp and spends most of his time living in the shadows of his much more talented and attractive wife. If you still can't picture him, he was one half of the much-loved same-sex couple Gus and Dave in a KFC Wurzburger commercial. <laughs> and he used to be the guy standing up the back in the wig on Thank God You're Here. For summer breakfast, it's Ed. He looks like an uglier, pointier version of Rob Mills, Cavalier. Uh, well, that's that's as insulting yeah. as it is accurate. And, and, and just for those wondering, I don't look like an uglier, pointier version of Rob Mills. I look like a cross between Jay Leno and Katie Lang. That's you, the best way to picture it. Yeah, and and you're tall, so you're always up the back of. Thank God you're here. How tall yeah. are you? Seven foot. You like I'm seven foot nine. Right. You like yeah. um. Yumming. Jaime from Get Smart. You get smart fan. Too old a reference. No, oh my! You, you're you're brown knitted. Now do a contem- I've seen get smart, but I don't remember that. Now give us a contemporary reference. Something the kids know about. Okay. Um, Pitbull. A transformer. A transformer. <laughs> you look like a transformer. A transformer. <laughs> That's me covered. But you're thinking to yourself, Lawrence Mooney. Lawrence Mooney. I mean, I, I just doesn't. It's not ringing any bells. Can't put your finger on it. Don't worry. I myself will put together Lawrence Mooney's bio for you to enjoy. Lawrence Mooney started his working life as a customs officer. He left that job under very suspicious circumstances. Some say he had a dispute with management, while others say he was in charge of boogie boards coming and going from Bali. He then went on a short-lived radio career that ended abruptly after a Christmas party. Mistakes were made, he admits. Since then, despite becoming one of Australia's best stand-up comics... He is banned from working on all cruise ships in and out of Australian waters. Mistakes were made. He admits. <laughs> Since his banning, cruise ships have maintained a strict turn back the Moonies policy. He can now be seen regularly on his communist mouthpiece talk show, Dirty Laundry Live. But because it is on ABC2, no one has ever seen it to confirm its existence. Please enjoy for summer breakfast, Lawrence Mistakes Were Made, Mooney. Mistakes were made. All, and you know what the funny thing about mine is? When we put together mine, most of mine was sort of some of those are gags. Mm. Everything I said about you is true. And that's the thing that people love about me. It's my honesty. Are banned from cruise All, ships, are you not? Uh, the Royal Caribbean Cruise Line have banned me. And I think, <laughs> quote, unquote, an unprecedented volume of complaints. Ah, we look forward to those <laughs> coming in for this show. We will be answering the big questions. So. Jackie Lambie reveals what she wants for Christmas. All right, get your order in now. I thought she'd already Missed. made it very clear that she wants, she likes a package and a package. Like she likes the money. Moving on swiftly. And what the okay. reason that we're talking about Christmas, <laughs> tis the season, is because the nanny state's already started, Lawrence Moon Man Mooney. This was on the news last night. And child safety advocates have called for a ban on children sitting on Santa's lap for Christmas photos. Oh, for the a- love of you! Really, <laughs> child safety advocates? Yes. Is it about a child falling from Santa's lap because he's right up there on the throne, mm-hmm. or is there some kind of more dubious reason? Child protection activists this week backed the concerns of Queensland parents. Mm. 
worried the time had come to stop their children sitting on the lap of shopping centre Santas for Christmas photos. What we would like to see is shopping centre owners updating their child protection policies, right. Miss Johnson said. The directive would be for children to stand beside Santa unless parents request to sit on his knee. I've got to say, Hetty Johnson, I've got all the time in the world for her. I think she's great, and the Child Protection Authority does some amazing things, and very often she is the voice of reason. Um, but this is just crazy stuff, unless there was one particular incident. Nope. But Santa, let's say, is beyond reproach, all right? In a shopping centre. going to a shopping centre at Christmas. To give out And sitting on presents. Santa's lap. That's what you do. Santa's, you know, they, they, they're good people. Or he's a good man. And I remember, you know, not every kid loves Santa. And those that do want to, you know, climb on him and and sit on his lap and get a a nice little photo. Exactly. Did you have a good experience with Santa as a child, Ed? I... Because I'm getting a little bit of distress from you. No, I went over six. I remember as a a youngster going to shopping centres and I sat on Santa's lap and I was very clear about what I wanted. Right. And the first year I got a stack hat. And I'll never forget it. I did not ask for that, Santa. Right. I did not ask for that. And then the year after that, I got a red jumper with a BMX logo on the front. Not a bad plan. Not what I asked for, Santa. Mm. So I wasn't that enamored with it. But what about you? Well, I remember I remember visiting my first Santa at, uh, at Eastland. You would at, have been, you're old enough that Santa was giving out lumps of coal, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. And fruit. And camphor. Uh, <laughs> That's right. We went in our horse-drawn buggy you through the, the snow. Yeah. Uh, we got there. <laughs> being struck constantly for our impudence. Anyway, um, it was you know it's a grotto, so mm. you 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 go inside and there's a bit of a tunnel, so it's a little mm. bit scary. That's gone. And then too, all by of a sudden way. you go into a room and there's Santa, mm. and it's like, no, nah, this is. The last time this happened, I, it was the doctor, you know. No, I'm not happy with that. nothing like so, that. You're kidding yourself. <laughs> anyway, I remember the blue goggles he gave me. They were very, very Santa good. gave you blue, blue goggles. goggles. <laughs> yeah, swimming goggles. And, Did and you ask just, for those? No, it was just a box of toys. Oh, and you went back in the day when Santa used to have a box. Box and for girls and a box to- for and boys. And hand toys. Remember back in the days when there was yeah. toys for girls and toys for boys? Don't be like before that. the don't, madness? Don't start that one. Oh. One triple three five three. Maybe this is a good thing. Maybe you're happy about this. Do your kids love Santa? How do your kids go with Santa? I was in a shopping center the other day and I saw the traditional parent by the arm. Come on, come on. And the kid trying to dig the feet in and get themselves over to the frozen toys. Didn't want to know anything about Santa. Do you know what I've learned as a parent? If a child doesn't want to do something, you don't drag them by the arm because that's not going to work. So what you do is just cajole. I them. want the photo of the of my kid yeah. with Santa. One triple three five three. Parents are saying no more sitting on Santa's lap. What do you think of that? How do your kids go with Santa? You've got young. You've got a young. Yes, I've got a two year old. And will you demand that she goes to sit on Santa's lap? Well, we tried to get her to sit on Santa's lap at Santa's Winter Wonderland, and uh, she melted down. And then <laughs> we put her on the train because there's a little train goes through, yeah. you know, like a pixie elf yeah, yeah, slash yeah. elf village. Yeah. And uh, they had to stop the train, get her off. Because she was kicking up such yeah, a stink. just screaming for mum. What a surprise that a Mooney was kicked off a train. That is <laughs> yeah. not a surprise for anyone. She wasn't drunk. Uh, <laughs> she was just a little bit disturbed and wanted mum. We're talking about uh, the 
kids not being allowed to sit on Santa's lap anymore. There are mm. calls coming in now, Moon Man, saying, right, that's enough. You can stand next to Santa if you want, but you can't sit on his lap and you can't have a photograph. And then, when, then we got onto the chat of, well, what happens? How does your kid go with Santa? Your young daughter, you went along to see Santa Claus and she had a meltdown. Yes, she did. She didn't, and, and you know he's a he's a big presence, Santa. He's got the big beard and he's red and all he's of jolly, sudden, mate. And all he's doing a bit of ho ho ho. Yeah, he's jolly. Ho. He's yeah. jolly. He's jolly. Yeah, uh, and she freaked out. And she freaked out. Yeah. But you know, uh, so the kid that wants to be on Santa, mm. he wants he or she wants to be there. Yeah, they want to get up well, on Santa's lap. What about Luke? Hey, Luke. Top of the morning to you. Welcome to Summer Breakfast. And you took your you had a four year old, and now yep. have they had their first photo with Santa yet? Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, actually, we we got our first good one. See, so, and how did yeah. they? Is it a boy or a girl? Oh, he's a boy. He's named Sam. Oh, Sam. And how did Sam go? Did how, did he enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. Look, he he um he it was fine. He got up on the lap and everything, See? and it was fine. Like yeah. So, yeah. but like usually we go to so we take him there, and he's looking at him. He's very wary, <laughs> and he's like, oh no, nah, not doing that. And he's a very strong willed kid, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, right. But so we never said, really push the issue. But there's no, well, you can't ban it though, can you? Oh, Luke, I mean, it's just you know what I mean. That you'll have that photo forever. They're great. Photos. Yeah, I know, and it's a and it's a good one, and all that See? sort of stuff. And usually you would have been a bit puffy eyed and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but this time he was apple. So. See, there but, you go. Thank you, Luke. And Luke, yeah, yeah. for being the first person to speak to us on Summer Breakfast, you've won the major prize this morning, Billy Idol's book, Dancing with Myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's Christmas sorted, my friend. I don't know if the four-year-old wants to read that one. Next is Warren. Uh, good morning to you, Was Now, how old, uh, how old? You've got an adolescent, do you? And how do they go with Santa? Well, I've been pretty good. They've liked Santa every time that we've taken since they've been since they were born. Yep. Um, but my twelve-year-old uh, daughter really wanted to have another Santa photo, and my ten-year-old son went along begrudgingly, yep. and he was sitting on Santa's lap and wouldn't smile. Yeah. And I told the photographer, go and tell him I'll put it on Facebook if he doesn't smile. There you I've go. I've never seen him smile so much. Online threats. <laughs> like a threat. That's great. Online shaming. See, there you go. So I think that would be beautiful too because 10 and 12 is still very young as well. Yeah, but it's you're getting into coolness. Warren, you're getting into coolness territory, aren't you? A 12-year-old, that's right on the edge with coolness, isn't it? Yeah, well, she was pretty brave with it. She wanted to do it, so yeah. we did it. See, there you go. Mm. It's a family photo with Santa. That's beautiful. And sometimes you do get the girls who are going along and they're, you know, they're 18 or 19 and they want to get a fun photo with Santa. Yeah. And, you know, that's good too, <laughs> that you can still enjoy Santa's lap at that age. <laughs> that is good. Thank you, Moon. Speaking of which, Karen, now, Karen, you've got a rule. What is the rule in your house, Karen? Yeah. Hello, Ed and Lawrence. Lovely to have you back. Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. Yeah, I'm a nasty mum. I've got a 12, 13 and 15 year old. Mm. And my rule is if you don't have a photo with Santa, you don't get presents. Yeah, now that, right. is, now that is. Yeah, that blackmail is, is good too. <laughs> well, the, old, the oldest and the youngest are right. It's the middle one, the 13 year old. He doesn't want to get it done. But it's like, well, mate, if you don't get it done, you don't get your presents. <laughs> now, Karen, it sounds like this might be a little bit about you, that you want to hold on to, you know, their childhood more than they Possibly do. Possibly is. Yeah, maybe. But it's just nice. And it's a nice time we actually get a photo of your kids together. That's what I it do is, all the isn't it, Karen? Photos and that's all that sort right. of stuff. So I think that's what it is, and you hold on to it. Then. When do you? When does it end, Karen? Twenty five. You know, twenty two. I think so, or maybe when they've got their own kids as well, and they're all in it together. Wow. So maybe that's when it ends. That's but, when it ends um, in forty we'll years' time. Thank you, Karen. I think so. Thanks. And finally, Brad. Brad, they're calling for the end of kids sitting on Santa's lap. What have you got to say about that, buddy? There you go, fellas. Hey, um, um, I was actually looking at it from a different point of view. Mm-hmm. I mean, with 
as a safety issue, Dan is an old bloke. He's probably mm-hmm. got, you know, some bung knees and bung sore hips and stuff. Yeah. And then you've got the high rates of childhood obesity. Oh, I see. Yeah. Two or three of these little chubbies sitting on this guy. Wow. He could do him some major injury. Yeah, I think, yeah. as a safety issue. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He, you're right. You want to make sure that Santa's got the bone density up, so he needs to make exactly. sure that he's, he's got his exactly. good Exactly. Osteoporosis. You, yeah. could, you could snap a, a leg. The no last worry. thing we want to see is Santa's leg getting snapped with three chunky kids on it. That is so true, Brad. Thank you so much. Now, Rosie, who's uh, doing all the work in here, Hello. we're already, well, obviously, we, uh, people are wondering who Lawrence Moon Man Mooney is. We've already had a tweet, I believe. Well, you did introduce Lawrence before with his fine body of work, but mm. Darren Whiteoak would like to point out Lawrence is also famous for his chicken in pyjamas ad. <laughs> Lawrence? Yes, uh, McCain's employed me and my comedy partner at the time, Damien Callanan, to do an ad way back in 1998. Nearly twenty years now. Chicken in pajamas. I mean, it's the title's a real, real brain teaser. What was the uh, gist of the ad, mate? Well, it was a chicken parmigiana, and my nosy neighbour would come in to see what I was eating, and I'd say, "Chicken parmigiana." He goes, "Why are they wearing pajamas?" And then they would cut to a an animation of chickens dancing in pajamas, mm. and then come back with the old McCain's You've done it again. Mm. That's sweet five grand. Well spent. Well spent? <laughs> I don't think. If you could find that, MMM Hot, at MMM Hot Breakfast, that's the Twitter account that uh, that we're using. If you can find that, please tweet us a link because we are having real trouble at the moment trying to track that. I mean, I can't believe they're not still using it. I mean, yeah, it just I was seems a, shocking that they wouldn't keep that going. I was a, uh, a younger man. Yeah, no, you would have been made. Some been, there's been some mistakes made in those 16 years. Yes, there has. <laughs> and that's, that five grand might have set that off. <laughs> this happened. This tweet came through to Lawrence Mooney at 12.02 a.m. in Sunday morning, which is Saturday night, which is whenever there's a tweet, Lawrence Mooney, that goes to someone mm-hmm. after midnight, can it ever be good news? Well, well, it's not to me. It's, it's addressing me. It's at Lawrence Mooney did something. Here it is. This is from a young man. Uh, just saw at Lawrence Mooney punch a cab. <laughs> and then call someone who called him out on it a then two words I can't use on radio. Mm. One an F one and a D one. Ah celebs, they're just like us. And then someone else has written back he's written back to someone who's obviously replied, having a go at you saying he's more than a D lister, I like him. Now straight away when you read this tweet, the people are yeah, people don't like it. Yeah, why don't people they like don't it? like it because they know that you're in the wrong. Really? Yep. No, I I I, I punched a cab. I had good reason to punch a cat. Give it to him again. I, yeah. I, I, I will stand by what I did. You can explain yourself in a moment. Okay. I'll get my moment. And then we want the uh, public opinion. Just okay. from what you know of Lawrence I, Mooney already. I will stand One, uh, triple, three, in judge. I, I will let my peers judge me. So let me know what you think about what I did. One triple three five three. He's already admitted to punching a cab at midnight on Saturday night. Always a classy move. <laughs> Who do you believe? <laughs> The public that have got no vested interest or this known scumbag? Lawrence Mooney's defence in a moment. Rosie, I believe the uh, tweets have already started. Yeah, keep them coming at MMM Hot Breakfast. This Thank is you. from Feminist. Feminist? What has she got to say? Douchebag. No <laughs> excuse. Yeah. So not in, not in support of me. Okay, uh, let me give you my excuse, my version of events. Came out of the comedy club. A friend of mine, Shaka, mm. was uh, trying to back out onto a busy uh, city street mm-hmm. in the middle of How the night. How many drinks have you had at this point? I've probably had uh, a few beers. Mm. How many? 
Um, I, I'd say probably four. Were you inebriated? I wasn't inebriated, but I was probably affected by alcohol. I think it's fair to say. Show of hands in the, around this okay. a studio if you think Lawrence was inebriated. Okay. Producers, Rosie. Yep. Yep. We're All 100% right. there. Uh, okay. So, so you're drunk. Let's so just say that. Sh- so Shaka so, is so trying to back so out. So drunkenly... Onto a- stumbled out of a comedy club, high on your own juices because you've just made a few people laugh. I think you're leading the jury there and you've been highly emotive. Right. And then you've walked out there and you've got a friend that's got a car who's obviously yeah. driving you home because you're too inebriated. No, we're not going home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're going, we're going, going to out. another club. Yeah, you're going to another club. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he's trying to back out onto a busy street. Mm. Uh, that time of night when people are just flooding out of the city, mm. the lights that we're near, you know, they've got that quick change, two cars get through. Mm. So no one's letting him in. No. So I get out and stand in the street and just Oh, so say, you were in the car and then you've okay. said, don't worry, I'll handle this, I'll stop traffic. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Slurring, just like I've got some kind of injury. Okay. And so I go out and I put my hand up mm-hmm. and the cab driver clearly acquiesces. They leave some space. He's trying to back out. Mm-hmm. Then the uh, the lights go green mm-hmm. and the cab just goes mm. and I have to get out of the way as he's going past. I've got to say it wasn't a punch. It was an open hand mm. to the bonnet, double mm. hand on the bonnet. Yeah. And what did you scream? Some swear words. Yeah, you screamed. Uh, you screamed at the poor hapless cabbie. Just yeah, because he job. was under pressure probably from the passengers inside saying, just go, mate. Just no, they, go. They were frightened. Anyway. That insane drunk's trying to get in our cab. And so uh, there's a woman standing behind the car that's trying to back out onto the road and mm. just goes, that's rude. It is rude. What you did was rude. It was and rude. I said, you know what's rude? Standing behind a car with its reverse lights on is, insert, rude words. <laughs> oh, so you don't deny that you use the rude, rude, rude words, words towards her? No, I'm not uh, a, a stranger. I'm not going to, I'm not going to doff my cap and say, excuse me, madam, mm. do you realise you're standing behind a reversing car? I'm mm. just going to go, hey, mm. Insert words. Yes, I'm swearing. I don't. I don't think I'm in the wrong there. And I, do you know what? I think that we live in a society where, oh, he swore or he mm. shouted or he punched a cab is wrong. It's not wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong. I didn't damage property. Yes, you did. You damaged the cab. No, I didn't damage it. You damaged her Saturday night by screaming obscenities no, at her. I, I, she I, didn't go out that night hoping that a D-list celebrity would scream <laughs> obscenities at her. I bet she's got a story to tell though. She was. She wouldn't know who I was. No. She, well, somebody did. They tweeted. Oh my god! I this don't is, think this the, is such a clear-cut case. It is of not raving drunk assaults property. I, no, you are the problem. No, hold on. You can't assault property. You can damage property, and I didn't damage property. You're allowed to hit things. No, you're not. You are. No, you're you are. Not. You are allowed to. You're allowed to punch things if you want. One triple three five three. If you don't damage property, then it's no crime. If there is anyone. Who agrees with Lawrence Mooney? I bet Please. There will be. I hope there is. Remember, he's saying he admits to being highly inebriated. I didn't say highly. He admits that he was going on an all-week bender, in, even though he's got a wife and child at home. He admits that himself. And a an, an chance at breakfast radio, too. So I get to bed early. He admits that he screamed obscenities at a perfect stranger. He also mm. admits that he attacked a cab and they had to drive off in fear. One triple three five three. Who do you believe? Everybody or the liar that is Lawrence Mooney? <laughs> The tweets, it's Tweetgate. Basically, a tweet came through after Lawrence Mooney attacked a cab. A pub member of the public did the right thing and sent out a tweet saying, hey, Lawrence Mooney, you're not allowed to go and punch cabs and call the people standing behind them effing Ds. And it was a terrible incident on a Saturday night. You've already admitted to being heavily inebriated. <laughs> We've got some audio from, I believe. We found some audio from the incident. Hey, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Yeah. Up yours, you Oh, no. Pull that down. 
unfortunately... I'm walking here. That's actually a nice version. So who do you believe? The kind, friendly tweeters of the world or the known drunk that is Lawrence Mooney? Mikey, whose side are you on? <laughs> Lawrence Mooney. Oh. He's uh, obviously more of a D-class celebrity, I'd like to say, I reckon. Yeah, he's a D-lister, but that doesn't... But honestly, yeah. I think um, I'm on his side because it's just general common courtesy and general knowledge, you know, just, and we're all Australian, help each other out, you know. Yes. Why can't you wait 30 seconds for a car to come Why out? Why couldn't he? And he could nearly ran me over, too. He not had, only that. He had but, tacitly agreed to stop, Mikey. Yeah, not only that, but I think people were kind of more targeting him because He's a bit of a celebrity side as well, so yeah, yeah. if there's anyone else, no one would care. Yeah, you're right. Okay, thanks, Mikey. I mean, yeah. I mean, we didn't speak at all about the woman who got called an effing D when she was well, just standing well, still you're being on the ground. Man or woman, they both deserve it if they're standing behind a reversing they car. both deserve it. You know, all right, passing ben. judgment. Now, Ben, uh, are you pro the uh, drunken madman or do you on the side of common sense? Whose side are you on, Ben? Come on, Ben. Definitely pro the drunken madman. Oh, can you? Yes. Who are these people? Can so you're out of touch, Ed Cavalier. Can we vet the callers a bit better, ben, please? Ben, can you tell Ed why he's out of touch? Because he probably wasn't even that drunk and the cubby was got to run him over. He was just, you know, if he got his feet run over, how's he supposed to perform on stage? That's well, right. he's normally legless, Ben, at this point anyway. Most of the time when he's on stage, he's legless. He performs in an armchair. I can't believe this. Rosie, do we have anyone making any sense? Any tweeters that think that have finally come down on the side of common sense? Or is it 100% whitewash for the drunk? Look, pretty much whitewash for the drunk, really. What is this? Oh, that could be my okay, my biography. Whitewash for the drunk. Right. Fully behind Lawrence Mooney. Road etiquette was violated here. Uh, Ryan says, I'll support Lawrence Mooney. Nothing worse than ignorant people in city taxis. <sighs> Never in a hurry when I'm in one. God no, God. that's mm. right. Fair point. Okay, that's Ed, right. I'm leaving the Ed studio. Cavalry. I'm going to kick cars and Out of shout touch. at old people. Mm. You're out of touch. Unbelievable. We're seeing reports this morning of this Qantas plane that made an emergency landing in Perth. I believe it was on its way to Sydney QF2. Uh, it made a massive, well, they're saying control drop. Uh, Nicole Gunn from the Triple M Newsroom. Morning to you. What exactly happened, Gunners? Well, look, I'm not going to get into the te- technical side because no, I don't know. No, no but it's does. something to do with the air conditioning system that is oh. um, affects the pressurisation at certain al- altitudes. So right. when that goes... They can have some problems. That's my untechnical understanding. No, no, that's okay. But it was quite a scary drop, wasn't it? There was a very large altitude drop very quickly. They descended from 39,000 down to 9,000 feet, obviously Mm. to stabilise altitude so people don't pass out, oxygen masks, Uh, panic. So what they've done, done it beautifully. First officer walked through the cabin saying, we're having some issues, we're under control, you don't need to worry about it. And they did it beautifully and did a great job. And that is always reassuring because Mm. you... If you're a bit scared on a plane, look at the crew. If their faces aren't twisted and crumpled, then you're fine. Yeah, but but somebody wandering through going, it's okay, folks. Don't have to worry about it. Although they did say they saw cabin crew run, oh, and I that was like the first that. sign that like something isn't quite mm. right. But they did it calmly. My okay. stepfather used to be a, a check captain. He says this, th- these sort of things happen all the time. Yeah, it's just how you handle them. Now, if you go running around going, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, everyone's going to panic. So this no. is quite well done. Often, oh my God, we're doomed is not putting no. people at no. risk. No. In <laughs> fact, I, I was on a plane that did something quite odd once and the silence is the thing that gets you. People mm. very rarely start yelling out. They just all go quite quiet. Rosie, you've got a couple, there's a passengers, of course, as soon as they landed, they started tweeting about their experience. What have we got? Yeah, Nigel Richardson was probably the main uh, tweeter. Oh, he's already won that, has he? Okay. I think so. Well done, Nigel. Photos and everything. All right. calm on board. Qantas QF2. Um, 
some non-specific fault on the air conditioner caused the problem. Engineer's looking into it, feeling it may be some time. We've seen he's off the plane now. Wow. Um, but he's very thankful to Qantas and, and all the, the crew. He said that they were wow. giving them all personal updates as much as they could. They're walking around to everyone on the plane and talking them through it, and he's very happy. The thing Nigel. that worries me most about them when they go, you know, if the cabin pressure drops, a mask will fall from the, the hatch above you, mm. pull it down firmly and mm. put it on. It's like, mm. how firmly? Because in that situation, I think I'll rip it off <laughs> yeah. and not have any oxygen. It's like when they pull it down firmly, it's like like this or like this, you know. On Tiger Airways, you have to pay for the mask. You have uh, to they pay just for give your... you. A, they give you a plastic cup. Yeah, and they go uh, just <laughs> with a Best bit of, of luck with that. There's a lot of news that uh, that we do from our news. Yeah, the real news. The basically. real news, yeah. but there's news that is missed, and uh, no, it's news isn't. that sometimes I get to cover on Dirty Laundry oh, Live no. on ABC Two. Uh, but we've got our our special news behind the news. News you need to know from the internet. With the support from the reputable sources of the World Wide Web, this is the news you need to know. Sarah Fayor's Fluff News. No, already, so, already, I feel yes. like we should be on another station about to throw to Katy Perry. Is she still dressed as a lolly? Yes. She's still going it's with part that. part of her go. Because I saw her the other day looking like a sort of futuristic <laughs> beast. But is yeah, she, she still going the lollies? Themes. Okay, she's yeah, still covered Katie's in. Katy's great. Okay. She pops up to her own pop-up store. Oh and uh, so. she is so popular. Like people oh, know Oh, yeah, 61 Kate... million followers on Twitter. That yeah. means something today. So what? So here we go. Now, what have you got for us, Sarah? You and Mooney have cooked this up. I'd like to say I'm against it straight away. We've covered the news. What's this other news? Sarah Fayor, what's happening? Okay, well, things that don't get covered at our news bulletins Mm -hmm. here at Triple M, Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring to you a couple of stories from the weekend that I think you need to know, even though I'm sure you don't think that you need to know. Okay, so one of them is, uh, okay, I want to ask you a question. Oh, great. I like the question. Do you guys know what the most liked photo on Instagram was for 2014? I'm assuming it's somebody. Breakfast. <laughs> it's a good guess. Breakfast Instagramming is massive right Isn't now. Isn't it just the best yeah, thing you've ever seen huge. in your life? It's oh, huge. I hate it. Oh, I Lawrence? hate any photos of food. I reckon it's probably celebrity based. Uh, yep. So is it Bieber doing a wee Ooh, in a bucket? No. <laughs> Bubbling. No, Bieber, Bieber did come second, though. He, he officially yeah. didn't bubble. No. Uh, Todd Carney bubbled. Correct. Yeah. But I can tell you that Kim and Kanye's uh, wedding photo, course. kissing in front of the wall of flowers, yep. was the number one photo on Instagram. Right. 2.4 million likes, said That's Fantastic. not nothing. No, that is nothing. And yeah. can I also tell you that because Annie Leibovitz pulled out of the wedding at the last minute, yeah, yeah. Who is they she? had to, she who she's a famous was photographer. Was Kanye about to marry her and she pulled out, so he had to drag in Kim? No. no. Uh, Annie's he a loves lesbian, Kim very so much. She wouldn't be marrying Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> that is a shrewd observation. Okay, so she pulls out. So what she they do. pulls out. So Kanye and Kim mm. spent four days on their honeymoon mm. perfecting this photo oh before God. they put it on Instagram. Oh my God! Yeah, Keep going next one. So, um, did you get it? Did you get you photographed go. in front of a wall of flowers at your wedding? At my, Was there a wall? At my wedding, we took photographs in front of the uh, garage uh, door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> next one. Okay. The next one is. Do, okay, first of all, does anyone know who Miley Cyrus is dating right now? Dating? Yeah. Uh, who's she dating? Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. Correct. Yes. I saw Yes, that. Patrick Schwarzenegger, who's a slashy, a model slash yep. actor. Yep, yep, yep. But Miley was spotted kissing Paris Hilton over the weekend at She's a Miami still alive. nightclub. Is Paris Hilton still alive? She is still She's alive. She's in her late 50s. Now, this she is should a, be in bed. <laughs> She's not in her late 50s. This is interesting because Miley actually uh, pashed um, 
her beau, Patrick Schwarzenegger. Yes. And they put their first kiss up on, on Instagram. On social media. Yeah. Of course they did. So it's a new news carrier. Do you see where I'm going? Yeah, like, I see yeah. where you're going Instagram. with so Well, the thing is, Instagram is kind of taking over from other social media sites. True. You know, pushing... But it's also taking mm. over from dating sites, mm. you know, Tinder and Grinder, mm. massive. But now in on Instagram, I could like, like your, your photo, breakfast photo. Yeah, start chatting with you. Bam, let's meet up. We are dating for there breakfast. There you go. See, we are pashing on Instagram. We are popular. We're getting married in front of a wall of flowers. That's how it works. Totally bang, getting two point four million likes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's good how luck. it works. Good luck to the both exactly. of you. Exactly. Okay, I'm still on MySpace. Let's keep going. Mm. Yeah, but is but, MySpace like one of those country towns in a western where you, there's the, a <laughs> Saloon with a swinging door. Yeah, it's totally ding, a ding, saloon ding, ding. that no one cares about anymore. Exactly. The only two people on it are me and Warwick Kappa, and we have a lovely time. And Rupert Murdoch, he loves a bit of mice. Do you want one more story? Yeah, give me one more. Uh, have you heard about the the Sony hack? Oh, I like this. Yeah. Okay. So, forty-seven thousand employees that are affiliated with Sony have had their private information hacked, mm. and that is inter- interesting in the world of entertainment because celebrities such as Rebel Wilson, mm. producer Judd Apatow, mm. Sylvester Stallone have had their salaries, salaries and information leaked, but they're not published. No, so, I saw one the other day. Did you? I saw what James Franco and uh, Seth Rogen got for that film, which is about North Korea. Yes, just for the film, though. But that's who they're blaming for this hack. Correct. North Korea. But their, but, computers, but North- are, their computers are steam-powered. Yeah, they've and plus got- North <laughs> Korea have issued a, a statement saying they've got nothing to do with it. Yeah. But it was very much in English as a second language, the statement. <laughs> but they, I, I do I have their salaries Google for that Translate. movie. Give us it. So Seth Rogen got $8.4 US million and James oh. Franco is 6.5. US million, and in the movie they attempt to assassinate Kim Jong Un. So. Yeah, they do. Yeah, see, this is new news. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. This is new it's news. Got us chatting. Ed hates it, but I know. Uh, he, but we your eyes are lighting up, Lozer. I can see it. I love this stuff. <laughs> I, I like to find out what other people are making just to know exactly how little I'm making. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> same thing. Mooney, you want to talk? What is your question? My question is, why does everyone hate the Prime Minister? I mean, uh, just before Christmas, his approval rating has slumped to what they're calling Gillard Lowe's. Oh, that is... That is, is, is that what you, that's her legacy. Yeah. Well, no, it's not She's her legacy. She's as popular as Gillard. Uh, no. She was unpopular at times, but uh, the media love those... Tags, don't Bad they? Numbers. Gillard lows. Yeah. So it's a 39% uh, approval, approval rating. rating. That's low. And, um, That's but, Gillard low. You know, the thing is, that kind of strikes me about Australian politics, it's like um, it's like Bathurst. You know, you're Ford or you're Holden. Oh, wow. You're Labor or you're Liberal. Okay. You're Red or you're Blue. Yeah. And you just stick with that. Or you're Volvo like the yeah. Greens. Yeah. <laughs> some weirdos <laughs> over in the corner. Oh, yeah. Isn't it interesting? Oh, yeah. They yeah. smashed. Yeah. Um, so I think that people just stick with their team. And mm. so you barrack against the other team, even sometimes against the national interest. Okay. Like he's our prime minister. I should think we would want him to be his best. Yes. So he does the best I for the country. That. That's what that, I should that, want. That's, that's what you should that's want. That's what I should but want. But if you're a Labourite, you're probably going, nah, nah, let him fail. Yeah. But hold on. The extension of that is he's going to make bad decisions for the country and we're all going to suffer. You're right. So you're saying that we should just back whoever's in. Back who's ever. But, you know, we have our election. So are you saying as an ABC employee, are mm. you using this as your forum to say, and you are an ABC employee, are you are using this forum to say that you back the Prime Minister 100%? Uh, I've got to say, let's let's just say right now, I'm right behind Tony Abbott all the way. The $254 million cuts over five years. He's trying to save I, him. I, I applaud them. He's I applaud them. I, I say, cut the dead wood. 
In fact, cancel my show. Finally. Uh, I'll bite the bullet for the country. I'll take one for the team, Ed. If they they cancel your show, Dirty Laundry Live on ABC2, Mm. the government can save themselves in excess of $18. And I think it's a cut. That they should make. <laughs> they eighteen dollars a week clear. But they're already clear. They're, they're already starting because they're saying that he's fighting with hockey uh, privately. And now is it Julie? He, Julie he, didn't he? Didn't he fight with hockey publicly once yes, at he university? Has. Uh, this is an old story which I can't tell at the moment. But we will get to that because we've got to check legals on yes, that. Yes, we do. But yes, there's been a rumor come out of Canberra during the the week that uh, Julie Bishop went bananas, mm-hmm. quote unquote, at the prime minister. Because she's off to, to Lima in yeah, Peru for the trade, climate summit. Climate summit, yeah. And he apparently sent a, is sending a chaperone, mm. the Minister for Trade, Andrew Robb, mm. uh, which is, is pretty sexist if he's doing that. It's like I, there's a, a bloke being sent along just to make sure the girl does her job properly. <laughs> and uh, sh- she's gone bananas. Uh, so I'm wondering whether, you know, that's going to work for her, though. Well, is, this is, is a topic it, for tomorrow. Is it tomorrow. good to slag your boss off to his face? Have a think about this for tomorrow. Has anyone out there ever successfully had a go at their boss? Have you, anyone ever gone, this is what I reckon about you, and this is what I reckon you're doing wrong, and then the next day it's, cool, man, how are yeah. you? Or the and boss has stopped and gone, you're absolutely right. Yes. Or, Never happened. No, because most bosses, uh, and I accept wow, people here, here at Here my, we go. Most bosses are pretty vengeful people (laughs) and they will take it out on you some way or another they'll ramp up the pressure on you Uh they'll stamp on your next pay claim yep how many buildings have you been marched out of Lawrence? yeah a couple a couple to say the least a couple here's your cardboard box you've got 15 minutes to clear your desk oh there's nothing on it because you don't do any work you can go now that's tomorrow have a think about it have you ever has anyone ever successfully had a go at their boss also tomorrow morning we'll be uh, previewing the first test we'll talk to some cricket types about that very emotional very going to be very very interesting time uh, for the Australian cricket team well that's it for us Boomer. now hold on there is a one what? story we no have more. missed what hold on wait it, it's a it's a it's a significant anniversary just past December the 5th mm-hmm. was the the first anniversary of the death of Nelson Mandela okay and I think it, I, I want you to cast your memory back yeah. to last year's summer breakfast yeah. when we dealt with it very sensitively mm-hmm. because uh, his African name is Madiba yep and uh, so we we recut a song in his memory. Funky Cold Madiba. I don't think. There was a very, and I a lot of people think... have been tweeting, requesting that. Can we hear it just a little bit more? Because it's like, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Funky Cold Madiba. He is a Cold Madiba now. Send, it's a year. Send in. It's a year. He's cold. He was a beautiful man and he did a lot of good, but you can still have a laugh, can't you? Summer breakfast. We may or may not speak to you tomorrow. Triple M. That was Triple M's Summer Breakfast with Ed Cavalier and Lawrence Mooney. Out Santa Santa this Christmas with an amazing experience from redballoon.com.au.